Thank you for joining us for Three Bees on the Law podcast, hosted by Trisha Barita, Camille Canali, and Susan Dawson. Disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only, not meant to provide legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Also remember, laws change or they differ by jurisdiction. So this is not a substitute for seeking legal counsel in your jurisdiction on the current law applicable to you. Welcome to Three Bees on the Law. We're doing a special edition because the EEOC has just come out with guidelines that for with information employers need to know if you are considering mandating your your employees get a vaccine before they can uh, return to work. So exciting stuff! The EEOC is coming out well in advance because other than for healthcare workers right now or long term care facilities. Vaccines are not available generally to most businesses. So this is good news for businesses because it'll allow you to really come up with a plan in advance. Um, what do you think, Camille? What are, what are your thoughts? Well, I think that the EEOC's guidance really says you need to be up on your uh, disability policies. Yes. And you need to make sure that you properly evaluate if you're going to mandate a vaccine you need to man, you know, you need to figure out how you're going to do that. And you also need to figure out and have a plan as to how you're not going to discriminate against an employee who says they can't have the vaccine. And that really means you have to have your interactive process skills. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's right. really what it says. And that's both on, under the ADA and under uh, the Genetics Act. Right. So the EEOC basically came out in summary and said that requiring proof of the vaccine doesn't trigger the ADA or Jenna, the Genetics Act. Um, But if you get into those pre-screening questions, which are going to be recommended for these vaccines, that information in the pre-screening questions triggers those two acts. And that's where you get some medical information, possible information about private genetic information and disabilities. And now you need, now you're in uh, ADA land, interactive process, undue burden, reasonable accommodation. Yay. All those words you love when your lawyer throws out at you when you're saying, you know, what do I do here? (laughs) Right. But that's really what it comes down to is, um, that pre-screening information and and how that triggers everything. So the EEOC kind of took you through three scenarios I saw. They took they took you through mandating, okay? That's mandating and you are going to provide the vaccine yourself. You're going to either come to work with a contractor or do it yourself. Mandating the vaccine, but you've got to go to your local drugstore to get it or it's optional. You can get it if you wish, and um, you know we're not going to provide it for you. And the EEOC kind of took you through what to do in those situations with the mandating, and you're going to do it yourself, saying you're going to get that pre-screening information. Be on top of it, right? And I think that you know that creates a whole host of potential issues for employers because then you are asking those pre-screening questions and you have that information, so. Not only are you potentially getting information regarding a disability, but now you also have to make 
sure that you properly store that medical information as well. And so there's uh, a host of issues that arise with employers doing it themselves, which may not be practical for many employers if they mandate it. Right. Something I'm um, frequently surprised by is that employers aren't aware that if they come across information that could be, could give them information, you know, could be that their employee has a disability. The employee has not come to them and said, hello, employer, I have a disability. I need these accommodations. No, instead, the employee just kind of said something in passing or something just came across the, the employer's or the HR person's desk that could mean there's a disability, that that triggers an employer obligation. So most employers that that are don't deal with this as much think the employee has to officially report their disability. And that's not correct. And that's what the EEOC is talking about here. Those pre-screening questions, something, some answer, something could could mean there's a disability. Doesn't mean that there is for sure, but could mean there is one. And employers, you now have an obligation to do something about it. And they're reminding us of that. Right. And so once you're on notice, you do have to go through that interactive process. But I think if you are going to mandate the vaccine, you also need to really give thought about what accommodations you can provide those employees that can't get the vaccine. Because part of that interactive process is figuring out the accommodations. And I always think that while you can't anticipate everything, you can probably anticipate that you're going to have a couple employees who don't want to have the vaccine. And you need to think about what kind of accommodations you will be able to provide. Right. People who have been working from home and, and can effectively work from home. Okay. That's probably a reasonable accommodation at this juncture, but for others, such as in a manufacturing plant where you have to be present, uh, that may not be an option. And so I think that may, create some difficult choices for employers. It's going to be tricky because you've been following CDC guidelines and, and maintaining the distance and all of that now. So how are you going to show that you have to have a vaccine all of a sudden, that it's medically, that it's, that it's necessary, not medically necessary, but it's necessary for the safety of your employees to have this vaccine when they haven't had the vaccine and they've been operating for months. So, you know, that's, I think, a a whole nother podcast topic because we can really go in and into a lot of detail on that. But I do think that it's interesting that the EEOC is coming out and it's basically saying to you, like you said earlier, Camille, brush up on your interactive process skills. And they also did come out and, and remind us that there's two ways that you can say, no, I can't get the vaccine. I have a disability that prevents me medically from getting the vaccine or religion, based on religion. And they remind us that you need to presume that the that, that religious belief is a good faith belief. You don't get to just automatically doubt it because you're hearing it for the first time. You have to have hard facts, basically, to show that this, that this individual is just, you know, faking it all of a sudden because they don't want the vaccine. So a religious belief can be very uh, broad in in its analysis and if your employee comes to you and says i'm not going to have the vaccine for religious reasons and they don't have to say that they could just say i'm not take i'm not getting the vaccine they don't just say why but if they do say for religious reasons you you need to presume that they're telling you the truth and and in good faith 
and go through, similar to a disability, go through that interactive process with them? Is there an accommodation? Right. I, I think what we're probably going to see is a lot of employers are going to strongly recommend that their employees get vaccinated. You know, I have a friend who's a nurse. I'm very thankful she's in, she works in an ER. She's getting vaccinated Monday, but she said that they're, the hospital's not even re- mandating that employees get vaccinated. They have the option to opt out, which surprised me just because they're obviously the ones that are exposed the most. And so I think what you're going to see from a lot of employers, just because of the liability that comes with mandating a vaccine, that employers are probably going to strongly recommend it uh, instead and encourage their employees to get it and maybe even offer to pay for it. You know, if you mandate it, you have to pay for it as an employer, at least in California. Uh, But if you strongly recommend it, I, I don't know that that is necessarily true, except under certain circumstances. But kind of layering on the COVID, we have this workers' comp issue in California. I think you have something similar in Illinois, that it's presumptive that if you catch COVID and you are going into the office, that you got it at work. And so the employer has to rebut that presumption. And so there's a lot of issues that are quite complex in coming to this decision about whether you're going to mandate your employees getting this vaccine. And so while it's not widely available, is the time to start thinking about how right. you're going to handle this issue because it's coming. Exactly right. And it, it, that's why I started off by saying I'm glad the EEOC is talking about this now, even though we'd really like the EEOC to talk about other things like if you ask for F- FFCRA leave on December 29th, what happens, right? We'd love an official guideline on that, even though we feel, you know, we've had, we have, we had a podcast where we talked about what, what our position is on that, but it's great that they're coming out in advance and talking about this. Wouldn't it be convenient if the States would make a call on mandating the vaccine instead of pushing it off onto the employers to make that decision? Yeah, that'd be terrific, but they're not. That, at least that's not what we're seeing. They're saying that they're going to leave it up to the employers so now employers, you need to make that call. Are you going to mandate it? Are you going to make it optional? Are you going to, if you make it optional, but you're still going to provide it for your employees, are you willing to deal with what comes of having that medical information? Right. It's not a simple, clear-cut it, issue like we would like to see. And I suspect just like everything else that COVID has created, this is unfortunately going to create create issues and lawsuits. employers down the line. So please think about this well in advance and have your plan in place for when the vaccine does become widely available. Right. And stay tuned to our podcast because we'll be trying to keep everybody up to date as more information becomes more available, both on vaccines and other issues related to um, new laws associated with the COVID pandemic. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast of Three Bs on the Law. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast. We also welcome any comments. If you'd like to get in touch with us or suggest a future topic, you can email us at 3-T-H-R-E-E-Bs on the law at gmail.com. And because we're lawyers, we need to remind you that this podcast is not meant to provide you with legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Thank you again for joining us and have a great day.